Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to know you did one good thing today, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by It's Killer LK. Go to my class. Okay, sir. So, I went to one of the government schools in Sri Lanka. In 2015, I joined my school media unit as a sound engineer. At first, I was the only sound engineer and we didn't have a separate club for it. So, after a year, I gathered my friends and started a radio club as a sub-club to the main media circle, which then we also managed to conduct an annual radio broadcast of my school after more than 10 years of it last being conducted. To be honest, the first one was a mess, but I gained a lot of popularity in the school for this and my sound engineering services. A perk of being a member of my school media unit is that you get to break a lot of rules officially. Bring your phone and laptop to school, missing periods, staying overnight at school, and coming to school in inappropriate color clothing. For clarification, in Sri Lanka, government school students have to wear specific white clothes to school, and it's prohibited to bring electronic items to school. We also had to have an appropriate haircut and had to clean shave our beards when they started to grow. To be honest, I actually liked breaking those rules since I got this official pass as a media unit member. In my senior year, my classmates hated me for this, as by that time, I didn't even go to class. I also encountered many incidents in those years, but I'm going to share this specific incident with this story. So this happened in 2018, and by that time, I was well recognized as a senior member of the media unit, and I was also president of the radio club. That means I got to skip classes all the time, and for this, some of the teachers hated me. So each year, our school Sinhala Literature Club organized an event called Sinhala Day. The event was usually held in the school auditorium, and if the organizers didn't hire external sound services, they have to get us, my club, to manage sounds for the event. As usual, I got called by our teacher in charge to inform me about this club getting the radio club to manage the sounds for their event. By this time, I also had a trained junior batch in the club. So for rehearsals, I assigned them to manage the sounds, while I and a few of my friends decide to manage sounds on the event day, as it was a big responsibility. But there was a media competition in another school on the same day, so my friends had to go to that competition in the morning, meaning that I have to work alone until they come back from the event. So rehearsal happened without any incidents, and the day came for the official event. There's a rule in our school to only host these kinds of events after school hours. This is mostly because the sounds of the event can bother ongoing classes. This means they also have time to do a final rehearsal in the school hours. Usually, students of the club who are organizing the event stay overnight the day for the event to set the stage and decorate. And us, the radio club, come around in the mornings to arrange the sound setup. Usually while we're arranging this stuff, final rehearsals is also going on. So, on the event day, I had to set the sound in the morning, but when I went to the auditorium in the morning, the stage was still being set up by the organizers. 
so I informed their president to send a message to me once they were done. It usually takes like 2-3 to three hours to arrange the sound setup and balance sounds, so I told them to finish this up at least 4 hours before school ends. We have 8 hours of school. Literature club president agreed and apologized for the delay. I said it's fine and went to the media room. They somehow took more than 5 hours to complete the decorations. When they sent the message to me, I was almost angry because this meant I have to arrange all the stuff by myself within less than 3 hours because they also will do final rehearsals. But I didn't show it to them, I just went to the auditorium and started to arrange the audio setup. Now, I forgot to mention about the teacher in charge of this literature club. He teaches in Hala for junior classes and is well known for his terrible attitude. He easily gets angry and is well known for punishing his students even for small stuff. So while I was arranging sounds, this teacher came into the auditorium. Usually when these types of events happen, some kids who aren't involved come and stay in the backside of the auditorium to skip classes. So when the teacher came in, he saw these kids in the back and went to chase them away. I didn't care much as I'm on official duty here, so I continued on my work. After the teacher in charge chased the kids off, he turned to the front of the auditorium to see me just standing on the stage. I remember I was thinking about a way to get cables managed around the decorations. I actually saw him looking at me from the corner of my eyes, looking at me with an angry face. But I shrugged it off as, I'm here for the day. When I was about to go in the room where we stored sound items, he shouted, Hey you, where are you going? Get to class right now! I turned to see him now on stage staring daggers at me. To be honest, this isn't the first time I got into situations like this where teachers mistake me for a kid skipping classes. Usually when I tell them why I'm here, they understand and leave me to complete the job. So I said, I'm here to set. He didn't let me finish this sentence before he started to yell at me for skipping classes and me to stop lying about it. Then he ordered me to go to my class before he punished me. Now, I was tired, and I only had less than an hour before I should finish up. I was already angry about it when he came, so when he yelled at me like this, I only got more pissed off. Right now, he was really close to my face, yelling stuff to me. I again try to explain, only to get slapped in the face mid-sentence. Okay, now he's done it. I was so angry, I tried to keep my composure, but they only led to me having tears in my eyes. I looked around to see some junior kids who came for final rehearsals also looking at this. I felt shamed. This had never happened to me before. Then I had a thought. If you want me to go to class, then I will. I knew without sounds, they can't do the day. And as the only sound guy in school today, until my friends arrive after school hours, they won't be able to find someone else to do the work. So you want me to go to my class, then that's what I'm going to do. I left. I locked the sound room, took the key and went to the media room. Then I left the key in the locker, took my bag and went to my class. Even my teacher was surprised to see me in class as they all knew I wouldn't be able to attend any classes today. My teacher asked me why I was there, but when she saw my expression, she just told me to sit down. So I sat down quietly and waited. 30 minutes before the school ends, a member from the literature club came running into my classroom. He excused the teacher, came to my desk, and asked me what the heck am I doing. I was angry, but in a calm voice I said, Your teacher in charge told me to go to the classroom, so I came to the class. He was confused at first, then he asked, So, are you done setting up? I said no, and told him that he didn't let me finish up. The guy was freaking out. He begged me to come to the auditorium, as in another hour they have to start. 
I just looked at him and said, sorry, I'm in class. He just looked at me, sighed and left the classroom. Now, I was feeling petty as I know they're going to freak out because without sounds, the event's ruined. Few minutes after, the guy from the club left the teacher in charge of my radio club, came to the class and sat down next to me. She asked me what happened. I explained everything to her. She somehow managed to calm me down and take me back to the auditorium. The teacher in charge who slapped me was not there by that time, but the president of the club waited and apologized to me and begged me to set up the stuff. The president even sent me a few of the organizers to help me up. So I managed to set the things up and balance sounds just a few minutes before the first invited school arrived. Then my friends came and took over as I was really tired by that time. I also informed them of what happened and they got angry too, but I told them to do their best. I took a half hour nap in the media room and came back. The event went okay. There were technical issues as I didn't get to check everything, but nobody blamed me. Their teacher in charge was there too, but he didn't make eye contact with me. I feel like this is definitely one of those situations where the cultural difference is so strong that what I feel OP should have or shouldn't have done might not have been possible or might not have done anything. Would a teacher who has no clue what's going on berating you and yelling at you be enough for you to say, alright, screw the whole event and just walk off? Let me know in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by Nizanod. We're going to court? Okay. The setting, United States, northern neck of Virginia. The situation, bought land and built a house on it. Back when my wife and I were much more newlywed than we are now, we hired ourselves an architect and went whole hog on having our cozy little dream home designed. While this was being done, we went shopping around for a parcel of land on which to have it built, which went quickly and easily, and we even got a pretty nice deal on a half acre lot that was just far enough back in the sticks for us to be happy but close enough to our jobs that it wasn't much of a commute. Best part of all? No homeowners association. There weren't any active back in that area because, point blank, it was full of poor people back there. Dirt poor country types and working poor wage slave types. We made very sure with our lawyer that no previous owner had ever had the title amended to allow for any HOA nonsense as well. Because that's a thing some real estate developers like to do. They'll buy up a property, get the title amended to force the membership of that property into a local HOA that they'll usually operate or are in cahoots with those that do, and then resell it with that as a new requirement for any prospective buyer to automatically agree to when they sign the title. Fast forward to August of 2019, COVID was just around the corner but nobody knew that yet. Everything was that which passes for normal out in those parts, and my wife and I had since moved to a different location, but retained that property as one of our various rentals. It was our dream home for several years, and we loved that place. Moving was tough. It was a good neighborhood out there, and folks were very welcoming. Then a company that's totally not named Ryan Homes or anything even similar came in and spent some years buying everything up back there that got the market and pressuring folks into selling, which worked out for them only too well. And of course, they gentrified everything. For three years and some change, there were massive amounts of the old being torn down and hauled out and the new being built up and sold. The HOA was built right in because of course it was. Folks with enough money to throw down on crappily built houses that looked nice from the front moved in one by one and two by two. Property values in the area skyrocketed. Property taxes skyrocketed right along with them. 
and more of the less poor people were forced to sell because they got taxed out of their own homes. My wife and I knew what was coming from the get-go. We knew those dinguses from totally not Ryan Holmes were going to come sniffing around our way, not to try to buy us out, but to see if they could finagle, schmooze, or threaten us into joining the HOA they were installing. It was inevitable. Lots of information is public record. They knew we had money. They knew we were living below our means by two orders of magnitude. They knew we clearly meant to be exactly where we were because we sure didn't have to be. They knew they didn't have a snowflake's hope and heck of pricing us out on taxes, so they tried nagging us to death and coming right up to the line on harassment, always to talk to us about joining the HOA. They failed. They got told by one expensive lawyer to find something else to do before we all got super busy helping them find things to worry about, and so they desisted for some years. Then my wife and I moved and got the property set up as a rental. Absolutely not Ryan Holmes starts bothering our tenants there, both trying to get them to pressure us into putting the property into the HOA, as well as getting our tenants riled up with the most outrageous lies about what could happen if we, the owners, don't protect our renters better. My wife and I were livid after hearing about this crap, so we got a hold of definitely not Ryan Holmes to let them know that this was our formal request that they stop bothering our tenants and that all further communications would be from our really expensive lawyer. They must have assumed we were bluffing, or maybe whoever was in charge of thinking that day didn't show up for work, because they just kept right on with their nonsense. It got so bad that they were sending fake but convincing looking envelopes with eviction notice that upon being opened said, could be what you find in your mailbox one day without our wondrous HOA and containing information about the benefits of the HOA. We gathered it all up and got the tenants to talk to our lawyer and got the police involved to get the ball rolling on a harassment investigation. Another formal request to cease and desist was sent to Never Ryan Holmes by the very expensive lawyer, which they utterly ignored. I think their guy that's supposed to come to work and think about things quit a long time ago. Maybe he never told anyone. Maybe nobody noticed. Whatever the situation on their end, when my lawyer talked to their lawyer, their lawyer told my lawyer that their client was doing everything legally and that if we wanted to pursue the matter in court, that was what we'd have to do. So we did. I'm not sure what kind of lawyer magic my lawyer and his fellow legal demons worked on this front, but we were in court for one single hour when my lawyer and their four lawyers and the judge had a private talk after the preliminary hearing. Half an hour later, and the lawyers from maybe Ryan Holmes comes back into the courtroom looking like a quartet of cats that had been pissed on. My lawyer takes a seat beside me and says, they're going to settle. And I was like, I didn't think we were that far along into this yet. What happened? And he said, they built 51 homes in County of Concern over two years. Every single one of them was inspected before close of sale by a real estate agent that never actually got around to getting her home inspector license. And that's how, was it Ryan Holmes the whole time, paid me 10 grand to not sue them while they got bent over by the county and the state and tag teamed like the new boy with the pretty lips in a prison yard. Maybe whoever runs this company that was supposed to be in charge of thinking just got too used to all their clients being people that don't think and just kind of fell into the habit themselves. Either way, it's sad to see that they literally were calling the bluff right up to court because they just assume people aren't going to go that far with it. 
either because of money or just because who has the patience and the time to do that. Good on OP for sticking it to possibly not maybe but definitely is Ryan Holmes. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of both of these stories, which one was your personal favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.